Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast with me, Burnley manager, Sean Deitch. I like playing 4-4-2. I love playing looky-likeys with the lads at the pub. And I would absolutely batter Nigel Pearson in a fight. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Cheers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. I'm Jake and I'm joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. And I'm also joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, yeah, mate. How are we, boys? You all right? Yeah, good talk. Very good Not after bad. the uh, Villa win, but we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days, boys. Well, Billy, we're going to start with the Villa win. Uh, obviously, this is a review of this latest match week results. So, Billy, we'll come straight to you, mate. How are you feeling after Villa beating Arsenal 1-0? Ecstatic, if I was to put it in one word. Um a much needed win. The first time we've done the double over Arsenal since 93. And I mean, this game, I mean, we got off to a flying start with Watkins goal very early on. And then we, if I'm being honest with you, we pretty much defended for the rest of the 88 minutes. <laughs> and uh, I think that performance just showed how resilient and just the overall um, camaraderie in the, in the group, if you know what I mean, to... Mm just push through that result. Because that last season, that would have been one of those games where Arsenal would have conceded, Villa heads would have dropped and we'd have conceded again and got on and lost. But this season, it's just a completely different story. Yeah. Just a completely different story. And so, and a massive three points needed in the race for Europe, dare I say it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, um, what do you, well, I'll get both of your opinions, think then, Billy, that the difference from last season to this season has been, what do you think's made that difference from you know, a team that potentially look vulnerable to a team now that can see out, you know, 88 minutes against Arsenal. Um, if I'm being honest with you, I think uh, Emmy Martinez, the goalkeeper, has had a massive, massive say in that. Mm. Um, I think his leadership at the back, along with Tyrone Mings as well, his leadership was massive. It was. I've been a big critic of Mings, if I'm being honest with you, but that the other day was just phenomenal. And just the... 
last season, everyone was kind of new to the Premier League. And this season, with that extra year of experience, they know what they're going to come up against, you know. So with that and with the leadership signings like uh, Emi Martinez, as I just mentioned, I think that's really helped us massively. Chad, thoughts? I'd say the same. I think Martinez has been a big factor in Villa, shoring things up at the back. Um, I think he's his presence in the team has just has improved from no end. Um, a really, really good sign, and he's proved to be. And yeah, Tyrone Mings has really stepped up this year as well. Mm. I know he's like you say, Billy has his critics, um, and he's he's still prone to making mistakes. Oh, he's definitely. had a few silly bookings <laughs> this season, and that hasn't he? But um, he's he's definitely stepped up his game this year, and that's that's been a big help for Villa. Um, I think all over the pitch they seem to have improved, like the midfield. Like John McGinn this season has been unreal. Um, uh, Grealish has been fantastic, as as you'd expect, but he just seems to have, have mm. gone up another level as well this year, especially because the rest of the team around him is playing better. And, mm. and Ollie Watkins coming into the team as well with his goal threat. It's just a really positive time for Villa at the moment. Um, and yeah, credit to them the other day. They hung on. I have to say, I didn't, um, I didn't watch the game. I was watching the the more important early kickoff of the day, um, which was Coventry City versus Watford, um, which was an exciting nil nil. Um, but yeah, yeah, from from looking at the highlights, like you say, Billy Villa got got the goal and then disappeared to defend for the rest of the game. But Arsenal just weren't clinical enough um, and didn't deserve a goal. They didn't really have any clear cut chances or chances that you could see them putting away on another day. It was just nothing in and around the final third. So fair play to Villa. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with you both. I think Emmy Martinez has been a, a wonderful signing. Um, and, you know, for £17 million, pounds, it looks like a real bargain as well. And I think Ollie Watkins has come in and settled immediately into that Villa side and he's got himself into double figures now. Um, like you say, uh, Jed McGinn settled in, looks really, really like a Premier League player every single time we see him. And obviously Jack Grealish is unreal. <laughs> There's no other way to sort of describe him, is there? He's a wonderful talent. Don't get me started uh, on Jack Grealish. We'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Billy, one last thing on the Villa game. Europe this season? Is it is it possible? Um, Do you think you'll get it? I certainly think it's a name. I don't see why we can't go and chase for Europe. But one thing that would be stopping us is the silly mistakes like Jed pointed out with Mings and like mm. the games against Burnley we were, we we shouldn't have lost that game at all conceding three goals to Burnley that's a massive three points loss there then against West Ham as well we were very poor so it's going to be games like that that will decide our season for us really but certainly if we play like we did and defend like we did on Saturday then there's no reason why we can't go and get Europe absolutely uh, and an all-round happy Villa performance moving on to a relegation six-pointer which ended in a draw Burnley Brighton um, both sides fresh off beating Liverpool at Anfield um, so As- conf- confidence is probably quite high in this one so it is, but has the game ever had one all written over all over it more than Burnley versus Brighton? I mean, like <laughs> Burnley aren't, aren't prolific, Brighton aren't prolific. Um, both sides fairly good at the back, so I think it was it was always going to finish as a draw. This one, um, there's not really much I can say about it other than Lewis Dunk scored a big header for Brighton. It's a very Absolutely. good goal. Um, I'd, I'd say a draw was probably a fair result, to be honest. Yeah, I'd agree there. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I think 
like you say, if any game's got draw written all <laughs> over it, I'm surprised it wasn't nil nil. To be honest, it's quite surprised that both sides managed to score um but yeah this had draw written all over it and to be honest i think both sides are probably quite happy with a point um considering that you know yeah. they're down the bottom end of the table neither side really wanted to give up ground on each other um yeah it's, there's a big gap there as well now isn't there i think I th- definitely I think it's, it's close to 10 points i can't remember off the top of my head what it is but i can't i think I think both of these teams are safe, Burnley and Brighton. I do think that it's too big of a gap now for anyone to mm. kind of give up. Yeah, so. it's it's eight points between Fulham in 18th and Burnley in 17th. So it's a, it's a big swing, isn't it? Um, that is a big swing. Like yeah. you say, they're, they're, they're probably safe. I think Brighton, definitely safe. They're way too good to go down. Um, Burnley are, are still a good side at Premier League level, aren't they, on their day? So... Yeah, like you say, Billy, it's a, it's a big gap. I can't see that being closed, especially if Fulham continue to, to draw every week. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think a, a big summer's needed for Burnley, though. Um, I think they'll need to strengthen in the summer, definitely, and, and bolster yeah. that squad and, and find, get a goal scorer in. I think that's the crucial thing for Burnley, is to try and get someone in who can score goals for them. Yeah. Because that's solely what they've been missing this season. Defensively, we know what Burnley are like. tend to be pretty solid. What lets them down is their lack of goals. So I'm sure, sure Sean Dyche will be trying to dip into that purse that he's potentially friend, been given. Friend of the pod, Sean Dyche. Fr- friend of the pod, Sean <laughs> Dyche. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, for all those of you that didn't know, Sean Dyche is a friend of the pod. Um, we should be showing you why at the end of the show or the beginning. I haven't decided yet. Uh, so yeah, listen. <laughs> crowbar it in somewhere. <laughs> Just put it in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, th- it'll be thrown in there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, moving on from Sean Dyche and Burnley to I thought was a phenomenal game uh, Newcastle Southampton um, you can say a, that again a, mate. A, game, a game filled with everything <laughs> that you could potentially want in it uh, what did you boys make of this who mad, who mad game who would have thought that a game involving Newcastle could be so exciting like, I know it was absolutely <laughs> it was a ridiculously good game that everything literally like you say everything you want five goals red cards Newcastle finished on nine like <laughs> Um, I thought that that they were probably good value for the win in the end. Um, all credit to Carl Darlow, who probably secured them the three points at the end. Oh, he's been um, wonderful some, this season. Darlow, made some very know. big saves for them. Yeah, um, big big performance from him. Um, I mean, th- there's so many talking points. There's so many talking points in this game. I don't know. I don't know where to start. Really, I've started with Carl Darlow, but I don't know where to go next. <laughs> Billy, what did you make of it? Carnage um, at St James's Park. You could say that again. Um, I highlighted this game before <laughs> uh, before it was played as one of the marquee games of the uh, of the weekend, just purely because of that Southampton massive nine nil defeat in yeah. midweek, and then yeah. Newcastle also losing to Palace two one. You know, both teams will have been wanting to bounce back, and I mean, what a game! You couldn't have asked for much more, could you? Like you just said. Um, <laughs> Arsenal finally got a goal <laughs> in uh, that Willock scoring. <laughs> um, unfortunately for them, it was for Newcastle, but let's not go into that. Um, but, but how about James Ward-Prowse, though, scoring another oh. free kick? It was unbelievable, that was insane. wasn't it? In what a hit. What a free kick that was. Like that's, that, is, 
David Beckham-esque type free kick, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like he's potentially sort of overtaken Beckham as that free kick specialist because every time you sort of mention Ward-Prowse, he's got that in the bag. Yeah, but I mean, look at it. It seems to be every every couple of weeks, isn't it, that we're mentioning Ward-Prowse banging in a worldy free kick? It does, it does. I wouldn't say he was better than Beckham, but you know I've been branded a nostalgia merchant from, from time <laughs> to time. Um, yeah, that that was the standout moment for Southampton really in the game was that free kick and Minamino's goal was absolutely brilliant as oh, well. Yeah, that was a great finish. like that's what they brought him in for, and he sort of turned in the box, absolutely levered it into the net. Great goal. Um, I thought that. Newcastle's first goal, as Billy mentioned, scored by Willock. Um, good for him to get a goal on his debut. Yeah. St. Maximin deserves all the credit for that, um, for that yeah, goal. He, he's, he's done all the work out on the left-hand side, cut in and squared it and, and completely made that goal really well played. Um, yeah, uh, the, um, <laughs> like the other talking points, I guess, the, the red card. I can't remember what happened with the red card. Was it second yellow? Second yellow, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a it was a worthy sort of red card, but I think I, it's a bit of a credit to Newcastle. I mean, they played I mm. think what was it like nearly forty minutes with with ten men, and then they played twenty minutes with nine men, and to, to hold on against the Southampton side that were desperately looking to to get anything <laughs> out of a game after that. It's, like it's so. credit to Newcastle really because I mean the blo- some yeah. of the blocks they were putting in they were everyone was throwing their bodies at the ball, trying to keep it out of the yeah. goal. And they did. So credit to them. Yeah. It's like um, like Billy said the other day on the, the podcast, Steve Bruce, whenever he, he's in trouble, finds a, a performance out of somewhere, doesn't he? And he, keep, like, he keeps his job. Yeah. That could be the game. That could be the catalyst for them to, to push on now and secure their safety. Obviously, we you know, spoke just now about how, how big the gap is at the bottom. But Newcastle, you know, we're in real danger of sliding into that without this victory. You know, it looks like even then looks like you know they're on their way down there in, into the into the mire. So um, I think it's a massive for them. Southampton they just looked a shadow of the team they were at the beginning of the season by comparison. I think that they needed a reaction from you know the the drubbing they got in the midweek and <laughs> and come up against the wrong team on the day, aren't they? In the Newcastle. All right. It's not the Newcastle you wanted to play against after getting dicked nine nil, um, <laughs> but I, I think that they will bounce back eventually. There were definitely positive signs in there for them, Absolutely. like I said, with a Minamino yeah, and, and Wal Prowse doing what he does with that free kick. But uh, yeah, really, really interesting game, really entertaining, great advert for the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's probably it's my second favourite game of the weekend. Well, second standout game from the weekend. Uh, after the game we'll talk about later <clears throat> moving on to I think a game everyone would have said was 0-0 Fulham West Ham <laughs> uh, any game involving Fulham, Fulham you can drawn. probably bank a draw on yeah um, I think the main talking point this boys was the red card that's on the suit yeah, yeah mean, that's the pretty the only talking point isn't it yeah the game itself <laughs> yeah. was dreadful uh, ex- everything you'd expect from a Fulham <laughs> West Ham game <laughs> Uh, that and I think David Moyes doing a great impression of the oh, yeah. from Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, that was that amazing. was that was brilliant. <laughs> uh, but the red card, boys, the talking point. Uh, what did you make of the whole saga surrounding oh, it's just it? Stupid, it's ridiculous, stupid. isn't it? It's just ridiculous. Never a red card. Never in no. a million years. And it's been. Has it been overturned? No, I it's think it has, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 If that had not been, if that hadn't been overturned, that would have been an absolute travesty. Like he's he's clearly not made any intent 
to to hit the elbow Mitrovic in the face there as he's Suchek. He's he's moving his body around. He's just accidentally caught him. Like it's because he's so big, isn't it? He's yeah, so gangly like he's, that like he's gonna Mitrovic is just in his way. <laughs> pretty much, like it just it happens, doesn't it? When when players get close on the pitch, they like they get they tangle up sometimes. That's that's pretty much all that all that happened there. And for it to have been reviewed for so long on the mm. monitor and then for Mike Dean to still give the red card. I mean, that's just Mike Dean trying to make a talking point out of a nil-nil. Like, 100%. Billy, what are your thoughts? Um, I cut out a bit there. So apologies for that. <laughs> I didn't really hear what you said. But... Um... Well, I, I think it was... <laughs> it was a crazy, a crazy sending off. Um, it, sh- oh, yeah, it was never absolutely. a red. I, yeah, I'd agree with you. No. But I think one thing we can't condone from the Total Screamers podcast is the death threats that have apparently been sent oh, to Mike Dean. Yeah, no, I mean, not, that's just ridiculous. That, it's uh, not worth that. I blame Big. No, nothing's worth that. I blame Big Steve for that. <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> <Drop> the hammers. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It was never a red. Absolutely not. Um, but that, to be honest, was the only talking point of the game. It's been it's been overturned. So you know, all is well back justice, in the world. Justice has been done. And uh, David Moyes, the Emperor from Star Wars, is happy once again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, boys, to what was another crazy game? Uh, Man United Everton <laughs> had a, again, had, again. had sort of everything, didn't it? This one, yeah, 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 absolutely. Billy, what um, were your thoughts on this one, mate? Bit of a crazy game, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, it was a well worked goal for the first, and then from Cavani, then what a strike from uh, Bruno Fernandez on the edge of the box for oh, the yeah. second. Oh, wonderful, then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going into halftime then, 2-0 down. I, personally, I thought the game was all over, to be honest with you. But hmm. what a second half we had. <laughs> um, Everton got themselves back in the game. Two goals in three minutes, just after the restart as well. And then, I mean, <laughs> and then McTominay goes and scores again. <laughs> and then, just as you think, the game's over with, <laughs> finished, done with. Dominic Calvert-Lewin managed to secure yet another goal for the season. <laughs> it's just yeah. had everything really, didn't it? Yeah, really yeah. good. Really good game. Um, I, I want to start with the Bruno goal. Like, what a strike. I, I think Everton, probably a bit naive in that they sort of backed off him and gave him yeah, all, this, all the time him and space, space he wanted. Can you? Can't give Any, someone like Fernandez that much space. On the anywhere around the 18-yard box, yeah. Anywhere around it, you just need to be closing him down because he's going to either find a pass or he's going to he's going to shoot, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what he did. Like they, it's it's an absolutely brilliant goal. Like make no mistake, brilliant goal. But I thought Everton did really well and deserve a lot of credit for fighting back to, to get it back to two all, um, and certainly deserved that as well at the time and. Um, to be honest, the third United goal yeah, on another day that doesn't go in. The goalkeeper slipped, yeah, and couldn't reach the ball as a result of that. Did you see Lindelof's reaction he, to it? He I, was I like him, Olsen. I think he's a good keeper. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was a pretty like average header, wasn't it? it wasn't like out yeah. of out of reach for the keeper. He just, as I say, he lost his footing. I think if Jordan Pickford made that mistake, a lot more would be made of it oh, at this point. Sure, yeah. um, He's got so many arms, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's unlucky for Olsen because I, I like him. I thought he, was, he, he had a good game and he's, he's quite a good keeper overall. Um, 
But it, yeah, Everton getting the late equaliser, it's just, you love to see it, don't you? It doesn't matter who it is. A last minute equaliser, it's great to see. And, and Calvert-Lewin, to his credit, took his goal really well as well when, when the ball dropped to him. He's still, got, he's still, had, yeah. still got a lot to do to finish that and, um, and, and took it away. Fair play. I think I think De Gea's got he's got to come out and get that, hasn't he? That oh, De Gea. Definitely, yeah. Mm. I, mean, I mean they alluded to it in the uh post match. there you've just got to be coming and taking everyone out and just making sure you get hold of the ball. But I mean, you know, great finish, well taken, well taken down and a lovely finish. And Everton deserved it, didn't they really? So Yeah, they definitely deserved yeah. the point. Um they did. It was a great game, like you say, boys. Had sort of, and that, yeah, like you say, that Fernandez goal, whew, unbelievable, wasn't it? Canton esque, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't get that thoroughly entertaining <laughs> Premier League game. Which... <laughs> sure, my favourite, uh, my favourite part of the game was at the end that clip of uh, Big Duncan Ferguson where he he's celebrating and he gives Ancelotti a big hug. Love it. You love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a cracker. Um, I often find that you, the United Everton games are full of good talking points, and this was another one that uh, that definitely had them. Um, and like you said about the uh, Southampton Newcastle games, you had a great advert for the Premier League. Again, had everything that you would want. Oh yeah. Moving on, boys, to Tottenham West Brom. Big Sam don't look like he's going to find his way out of this one anytime soon. Do you think that uh, mythical? illusion for Big Sam sort of ending now <laughs> I think as, he's going to get relegated <laughs> as much as I want to say he can do it um, at this point it's it's looking pretty bleak for him isn't it like they they put up a, a little bit of a fight against Spurs but just weren't good enough were they so they, they haven't been good enough all season this, the squad's not good enough for the Premier League I think that's the the main issue at West Brom and yeah like I say I think Big Sam's record is, is in trouble <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Harry Kane, uh, 208 Tottenham goals now. I think that's him second that's in their record. all-time scoring list. I mean, phenomenal. He's still got but years just, ahead of him as well. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's, 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 what, 27 now, so. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it just shows how much Tottenham do miss him. You know, those games that he was playing, uh, he didn't play in, they didn't score, comes back mm-hmm. immediately, scores. And uh, Son gets a goal as well, so I think it sort of <laughs> just says that, that, that they need, they desperately need Harry Kane. And if he can stay fit, then... He can really fire yeah, top That's the big to question special. mark with uh, Spurs, isn't it? Just keeping Harry Kane fit. Absolutely, mate, yeah. Um, I mean, he's 58 behind Jimmy Greaves' record for Tottenham and he's 104 goals behind Alan Shearer for the Premier League record. Do you reckon he can get that Shearer record Ooh, if he stays I, fit? Um, if he stays fit, possibly. Because if you think about it, age 33, uh, age six years would be 33. That's still, you know the right age to be playing the Premier League football, I'd say. Definitely. Um, potentially, you know, with the way players are at this point, they can play on a bit longer to about 35. You know, I, I don't think he'll have the legs by then, but still <laughs> have the finishing ability. So it's it's definitely a possibility. Um, it'd be a major achievement to do that because obviously Shearer's record is, is just ridiculous, isn't it? Um, yeah. The Spurs record, I think I can definitely see him smashing, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that Spurs record, that'll be done, I think, pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I believe, uh, looking at the sort of stats, it says he'll be like well on course to break it before he's 30. So that's two years. Oh, Billy's gone. We've lost Billy. <laughs> oh. uh, just me and you, Jed. Finish it <laughs> off. Hello. <laughs> 
Well, he might, we get, he might come back in. Hopefully we can get Billy back. That happened, yeah. happened to Paul the other day, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, he'll definitely he'll definitely break the, the Greaves record. The Shearer one, like you say, I mean, it's ridiculous, that record. So whether or not he can break it is, is one thing. If he stays fit, Six years potentially, he, he be in with a shower, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, if you think about his record as well and how many goals he typically scores in a season, like he he does double figures, doesn't he? So yeah, um, it's it's definitely a possibility for Kane. Yeah, it's it's certainly achievable if he if he stays fit. That's the big big question, isn't it? If he stays fit, um, one thing I want to call out from this uh, Spurs West Brom game is West Brom's kit. Was, it's just horrendous, isn't it? It looks like a, it looks like a, you know the ba- you know bacon rushers, you know the crisps. It looks like one of them. It's absolutely awful. That's a great comparison. <laughs> like, if they if they go down, I mean, I don't want to say they deserve it for that kit. But they, they certainly, do, they deserve it. Certainly but had they do deserve some, it for that some kit. <laughs> bearing on uh, on my feelings towards them. Yeah, <laughs> awful, awful kit. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, West Brom are looking hopeless at the moment. I'm playing the kit that is equally hopeless, which doesn't help. <laughs> uh, Billy, any thoughts on this one before we move on? Um, just looked like a walk in the park, I thought, for Spurs. I mean, West Brom, just they just didn't look to attack Spurs. I mean, they did have the ball in the back of the net twice. Both were ruled offside, but... I. I don't know. I just didn't feel like they troubled Spurs at all. And if it needed hmm. to happen, then Spurs could have gone on and got a third or a fourth or however many was needed. It just didn't seem yeah. to. They didn't seem to need to get out of second gear. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think there were some there were some points for Sam. I think his new signings that Dina looked like he you know potentially can cause trouble Snodgrass is you know always good at a set piece and can whip a good crossing Maitland-Niles started his first game and and sort of he was okay wasn't he but it's sort of expected for someone so young coming into a new club so there's, there's signs there for, for West Brom that if they can get those players work they're playing well then it, it could potentially turn the tide for them but only time will tell, but I personally think that the that West Brom, this task is too big for Big Sam. West Brom, I think, are going down. Uh, that's yeah. for me. All right, then moving on to Leicester, well, well Wolves, Leicester, uh, 0-0 <laughs> again, another 0-0. Uh, Leicester stay in third, seven points behind Man City, uh, or 10 points, sorry, behind Man City. Uh, what did you just make of the game, boys? Uh, it's not many talking points from this one, to be honest. Um, they there was only four shots on target in the whole game. I think um, split between the two sides. So um, I thought Wolves, to their credit, they they gave Leicester quite a good game. Actually, um, they definitely deserved a point out of it. You know, um, Leicester didn't really look at it for no. for the most part. Um, they had one decent chance at the end. Vardy headed wide, um, but the best chance of the game was for Wolves. Fabio Silva. Should have buried it. Should have scored, um, didn't he? Yeah, should have buried that chance. I think a more more seasoned centre forward does score that chance. Raúl Jiménez buries it every day of the week. Um, mm. Story of Wolves' season, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's <laughs> yeah, there's not much else I can really take out from that game, to be honest. Like I say, I think draw was fair. Leicester weren't good enough. Wolves, you know, improved enough to be able to to deal with Leicester. Um, yeah, pretty much it. Wolves probably happy to get a clean sheet at home. It's their first clean sheet in yeah. eight. 
um, at home. So they'll be they'll be happy with that, I think. And and for Leicester, I think the positive is getting Vardy back, getting him some minutes under the yeah, belt. Definitely, I was just going to mention. Yeah, go on, mate. What were you going to say about that? No, I was, I was just going to say that he's that him coming back is a massive coup for them. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, for from a Leicester perspective, sorry, um, that they'll now be able to push on, and with that Madison and Vardy link up, they'll be able to do some damage. Hopefully, not against Villa, but other teams. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> not against yeah. Martinez. <laughs> yeah well that's it not, not really Martinez is playing <laughs> moving on boys to Sheffield United Chelsea uh, Sheffield United gave it a go didn't they what were your thoughts on the game yeah um, they did they did give it a go it was almost an upset um, they've been a lot better recently Sheffield United but um, obviously Chelsea just had a bit too much for them they, they dominated the game possession wise and obviously took their chances when they got them um, they Won a what, what I'd call a stonewall penalty in the second half as well. Um, Chef United, it took a while to give it though, didn't it? That penalty, it, it, it did. Yeah, well, I think if Chef United hadn't hadn't given that away, potentially they could have hung on for a draw, um, mm. which is credit to them. But yeah, that they, they, they yeah. they're masters of their own downfall there, weren't they? It, it, it was a awful mistake. It's played themselves into trouble. And Timo Werner's gone on and won the penalty, and actually won man of the match. Yeah, I think put, didn't he? Put the afterburners uh, on. Yeah, yeah he got, got an assist the as af- well for the Mount. The afterburners. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a that is, yeah, that is a pull. <laughs> we've hit a new low on the total screeners podcast courtesy Sorry, of Jed okay. I'll get my coat we'll just uh, we'll forgive you mate you've had a long day in work uh, putting up with other people's shit <laughs> the, um, <laughs> back to the game um the Rudiger own goal was hilarious, wasn't it? Oh, it's great, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Do you remember <laughs> that? Goals that um, are incredible, aren't they? Do you remember that Ian Wright DVD? Like, shouldn't happen to a footballer from like back in the day. That that belongs on there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that'd be <laughs> one of those, wouldn't it? On on those DVDs. Do you remember, those sort of DVDs died a death in the. Um, but everyone sort of did one, didn't they? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You just get random people, just like <laughs> Danny Dyer's, like goalkeeping gaffes and you're like why is he doing this Rudiger Rudiger if they ever make if they ever were to make a a new one like a modern version of that Rudiger's going in it yeah brilliant Uh, (laughs) yeah credit to Chelsea they've got another win on the Tuchel up to fifth in the league now so they'll be happy with that Uh, signs that Werner potentially is starting to not find some form but play a bit better than he has been because <laughs> uh, I mean he's I don't think it's hard to play better than very that. true very <laughs> true uh, he's been nothing short of a disaster since he sort of arrived at Chelsea has he um, but if he keeps working hard uh, winning penalties getting assists and hopefully for him uh, and Chelsea finding the back of the net then you know he could potentially turn into a good signing but I don't think from what we've seen this season, that Chelsea will be very happy with his contributions, especially for the money and the expectation that were placed on his shoulders. Mm. Um, and whether Tuchel looks at potentially bringing someone else in in the summer, can uh, potentially we'll wait and see. But Do you think that Werner has a future at Chelsea? I know it's very early to talk about long-term futures, but, but do you think he fits this sort of Chelsea side and the way Chelsea play football? I think he has a future there, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that, that Thomas Tuchel is going to want to persist with him and try and get the best out of him and give him another year at least. Um, if he doesn't do it next season, then potentially no, because that's just the way it is at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I, I can see him staying there and, and you know, playing quite regularly for them. Um, especially, I mean, if he plays like he did the other night, then I think, yeah, he'll, he'll get goals eventually. He's certainly capable of scoring goals and he's proved that elsewhere. So give him a bit of time, I think. But um, I, I thought that um, it was a good win for Chelsea overall because it's just kept up a little bit of momentum that they've had now with Thomas Tuchel coming in. That's a couple of wins on the bounce for them, isn't it? So, um, like you say, reasons to be positive for them. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to a result that pains me massively to talk about uh, Manchester City destroyed my beloved Liverpool uh, and the comprehensively battered us uh, for 90 minutes uh, let's get your opinions on the game first boys uh, what did you think about this disaster for Liverpool <laughs> I was just praying this wasn't going to be another nil-nil <laughs> if I'm being honest with you there's been so many of these overhyped top six clashes this season that have just ended in disappointment for a neutral. Mm. And it, it looked like it was going to go that way. You know, you got that missed penalty early on, uh, midway through the first half, should I say, sorry. And then, it, I mean, it just looked like it was going to continue <laughs> continue down that line. But second half, who'd have thought you'd have had five goals in the second half, eh? Yeah, mental. I think, like you say, the first half was... Pretty uneventful, apart from the, the penalty. Um, it, like you said, nothing really happened. But mm. I don't, I don't see any game involved in Man City from now until the end of the season finishing nil nil. I, <laughs> I just, I just don't. They're, they're just, they're so good, you know, attacking wise. Um, Liverpool just seem to just capitulate in the the second half, pretty much. They, they, they did well to get the equaliser after going one nil down. Um, I don't think it was a penalty on Salah. I have to say. I thought that was a dive, um, but you know he took the penalty really well. Um, but then after that, it's it, it comes down to Allison just having an absolute mare, doesn't it? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. After that mistake was made, it was like Liverpool's heads went, and Man City just just ran rampant, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, personally, I can't see a side stopping Man City. I- I think the title's theirs um, already now. I think the title's over. For any other side, Man City are in a mood where they're not going to drop many points from now to the end of the season. Yeah. And it would take Legal. something massive, massively to go wrong at Man City for them to lose this title from here. Um, yeah, Like you say, Jed, Alisson um, has been wonderful for three years and he's had his, he's had a nightmare. Um, like every goalkeeper, they have a meltdown in, in one game and Unfortunately, it's the one position on the pitch where if you have a meltdown, it costs you goals and it, yeah. and it does cost you the game. And that's happened to Alisson. I'm not going to lay the blame too much on him. A lot of Liverpool's success recently has been down to Alisson. So I'm not going to be one of these people that's going to sit there and, and criticise and you know say, ah, he's, he's useless and all that because <laughs> Alisson is still, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. one of the best goalkeepers Far in the world. Useless, yeah. um, and every goalkeeper makes mistakes. Yeah. And unfortunately, it has come against uh, the tight, against the best team in England. <laughs> so. you know, the mistakes. I mean, in in defence of him, the mistakes aren't that bad. Like he's not. Mm. He he's just give the ball away, hasn't he? The problem yeah. is given he's given the ball to the like the one team you don't want to give the ball the ball to. Yeah, like it's it's in another game he might have got away with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like another team might not have scored. It's just, it's Man City. Yeah, if that was against the likes of Burnley or someone yeah. else, you know, <laughs> it'd have got away with yeah. it. But as you say, it just had to be Man City. <laughs> and I mean, you can't do that against a team like City. Especially yeah. the form that they're in. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Liverpool. I want to, um, 
I just want to say, sorry, Jay, I, no, I thought on, that uh, Phil Foden's goal was a real... Oof, I was just like, about to, to mention yeah. Phil Foden. Brilliant, brilliant what goal. A, what a talent uh, that young man is. Um, I think the sky is the limit with him. He can be as good as he wants Absolutely. to be, Phil Foden. He really yeah. can. Um, I, that, I think, that goal was um, unbelievable. Even without the mistakes, the, you know, the scoreline at that point, mm. you know, if that's nil-nil and he gets in that position, he scores... Yeah, you know, no keepers keep keeping that out. It was just so quick yeah. the way he's just shifted the ball and and put his foot through it. Absolutely brilliant goal. And like I say, yeah, he's he's a massive, massive talent and one that that we can all be like very excited about. I think. Do you think after this season's performances that he is he's got a start for England? Um, absolutely. Depends what happens between I'd now and so, the yeah. end of the season. If, so hypothetically, uh, this is to both of you. If he keeps this form up and continues to score goals and gets assists the way he is, does he? Is he one of the first names on that team sheet for England? Yes. Yeah. For me. Yeah. If, if he does yeah, keep it up. Yeah. Um, you've also got to think about what system Gareth Southgate is going to play, mm. <laughs> which might end up leaving him on the bench. But I feel um, like for, the, for the me, I, I would start him. Yeah, I would. I feel like the problem England have got now is they've got almost too much attacking talent. Um, <laughs> Madison, Graylish, Foden, Leno. That's a, that, that's that. Yeah, Saka, <laughs> yeah. Rashford, Kane, I mean, Sterling, Sancho, and, on and, on, um, and then you've got to think about your other options in midfield as well, the likes of Henderson and, and Rice and, and people like that. Because yeah. um, Southgate Price is very well. rarely doesn't not play sort of one or two of them in midfield. So I, yeah. I mean, it's exciting for England, isn't it? Having all that talent, it's just. It's just using it, yeah. Fitting it in that side now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's, it's certainly for me, exciting. I would I mean, I just start Foden. He doesn't stick um, to that five at I the don't, back. I think just going on form, like Foden, Sterling have to be in there for me and, and Grealish probably. Um, unlucky that for Madison that he wouldn't be in the team on form <laughs> at the minute, but I just think that the others just offer more. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really positive time for England at the minute. And no, hopefully... Or you know, all of the attacking talent we've got does pay off for us. Billy, what are your thoughts, mate, on that sort of situation? Though, um, I just cut out again a little bit there. I think he's gone but, again. Um, I think we've yeah, lost Billy again. I just again. hope. Yeah, but I, I, I'd agree with you, Jed. I think that uh, Foden, Sterling, uh, definitely showings. Um, whether Foden starts as part of that front three or as as part of the midfield, uh, we'll wait and see. But I think for England, it's, it's a very exciting. Very, very exciting period. Uh, a lot of talent on display, but now it's a case of how, how do you use that talent to uh, the, the best of England's abilities. I'm sure Gareth Southgate's probably sat at home wondering exactly the same thing that we are. How the hell am I going to get all these players in this team? <laughs> I think he'll be praying for some injuries, won't he? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, I mean... someone, somebody go and break a leg and just give me an easier time picking a squad. <laughs> um do you think it'd be a case for England? You can guarantee we'll stick with Maguire and Dyer. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no, it's John Stones, surely. Surely John Stones has played his way back into the squad. I mean, this is England. You'd have thought so, but this is Southgate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be a Dyer-Maguire centre-back pairing. Uh, and then you'll look at you'll look at the attacking options and it'll be wonderful and then you'll have Pickford in goal. <laughs> and yeah. Maguire and Dyer at the back and you just think, oh... God, what I'd do to have uh, Rio Fernand and John Terry at the back of that team. <laughs> fan um, of the pod, John Terry. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, John Terry, fan of the pod. Uh, 
liking a few of our posts recently. So we'll uh, keep you posted and try and get John Terry on the podcast, but don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Billy can use some of his Villa connections to... Uh... Well, I was I was going to take full credit of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, Billy, give him a message, mate. Get him on the podcast next week. I'll, I'll try my best. I can't, not making any promises, but I'll try my best. Uh, right, boys, uh, that's all the games covered. Uh, any other points from uh, from the recent sort of anything, really? No, I think there's a game. There's a game on as we're speaking. I think uh, Leeds, Leeds actually Leeds are currently they're two two nil up right now. Patrick Bamford um, scored his hundredth career goal. There you go. Yeah, it's it's still it's still going. There's about fifteen minutes left in that. Can sleep at night now. Just a quick one for all of our uh, listeners out there. We've obviously we've got an email address. So if anyone wants to get in touch with the podcast um, and give us an email to ask us any questions or just give a shout out to yourself or if you've got a business or anything like that, uh, the email is uh, totalscreamers at outlook dot com. So feel free to just drop us an email whatever you want to talk about uh, even if it's just to insult Jed then we're perfectly fine with that <laughs> uh, I mean uh, after after Werner's I probably deserve it so <laughs> yeah you definitely deserve you deserve some stick for that <laughs> uh, alright boys uh, so thank you very much Jed no worries mate and thank you Billy nice to have you back again mate yeah, lovely to be back. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. We've actually just passed our 5,000 download mark. So thank you to everyone downloading and listening to the podcast. Uh, and cheery bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.